It's a delight to see your happy faces. David and Anna. David and Anna that's just joined us. Bev. Yeah, Bev. Simon Lee, Marik and Kim. Yeah, wonderful. It's a delight. And I must say... Michael. I must say, one of the delights of this is to get a small stream of testimonies about healing and resp restoration and inspiration from you guys. Um, healings attributed to Tim's ministry and John Noble's and one or two others as well. And um, Kim's word brought a lot of inspiration, which is great. And I have been in a small trickle of revelation since we started from November, which is a delight, plus a breakthrough in my health, which is a further delight. Oh, that's good. That's good. Indeed, I'm slightly <laughs> hyper. <laughs> have a heart for this woman next to me. It's like I've eaten a huge bowl of candies. However... We just thank the Lord for what he's doing among us. And we say humbly, more Lord, more, more healing, more restoration, more inspiration, more understanding and revelation. In Jesus' Amen. precious name. Amen. 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 So we're gathering together in the presence of God and in worship. So Dave Bilber is going to lead us now. Let's just rest in his presence and worship together. Hello, everyone. Good to see you. And uh, I thought I'd start with, um, wow, a really old song of mine. But it's a song which uh, I guess encapsulates so much of my vision, uh, which talks about us being an army of ordinary people, but a people designed and called into the new day that's dawning and uh, if you know it yeah feel free to sing along otherwise just engage with it by listening an army of ordinary people a kingdom where love is the key a city a light to the nations heirs of the promise are we a people whose life is in Jesus a nation together we stand Only through grace are we worthy Inheritors of the land A new day is dawning A new age to come When the children of promise Shall flow together as one A truth long neglected but the time has now come When the children of promise Shall flow together as one A people without recognition But with them a destiny sealed Called to a heavenly vision His purpose shall be fulfilled Come let us stand strong together Abandon ourselves to the King 
His love shall be ours forever This victory song we shall sing A new day is dawning A new age to come When the children of promise Shall flow together as one A truth long neglected but the time has now come When the children of promise Shall flow together as one Let's just try the first verse together An army of ordinary people An army of ordinary people A kingdom a kingdom where love is the key A city a light to the nations A city a light to the nations Heirs to the promise Heirs to the promise are we A people whose life A people whose life is in Jesus A nation together we stand A nation together we stand Only through grace Only through grace are we worthy Inheritors of the land Inheritors of the land a new day is dawning, a new age to come, when the children of promise shall flow together as one, a truth long neglected, but the time has now come, but the time has now come, when the children of promise, when the children of promise shall flow together as one yeah we pray that we will flow together as one as we gather around your throne O oh lord you're the lover of my soul you're the lover my soul you're the lover my soul and I will worship you you're the keeper of my heart you're the keeper of my heart, you're the keeper, you're the keeper of my heart, the keeper of my heart, you're the keeper of my heart, and I will worship, and I will worship you, you're the lifter of my head, you're the lifter of my head, the lifter, you're the lifter of my head, you're the lifter of my head, and I will worship, and I will Be seen in all I 
of our life, our very being, the one who injects into us truth and mercy, life giver.
moments Lord that we see things in true perspective we see how big you are and how vast your eternal plan is and we thank you that you you include us in it we see a vision beyond ourselves we see your greatness and we see your glory Yeah, I want to sing a song to you, which um, is very recent, actually, just written a few days ago, or a week or so ago. I've played it once before. Let's hope I can remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond all thrones and dominions, far beyond the realms of time, There stands a vast eternal kingdom Filled with harmony and light Where death has been defeated And peace has finally come It's a heavenly dimension That's been forged and formed by love One day One day Alpha and Omega Whose goodness never fades Will be seen in all his greatness He will demonstrate his fame There'll be no hesitation As we freely give our praise To the King of all the ages Jesus, the name above all names
Ascend the highest mountain or plummet down into the depths. Keep my eyes upon the calling of this promised land of rest. That place of pure perfection A city without walls Where suffering has been banished And injustice rules no more One day One day, one day, all will be revealed. One day, one day, all see in part but one day all will be revealed yeah amen that was lovely dave thank, thank you so you. much wow brand new song <laughs> thank you all so now I, I'd, I'd like to just share for about 10 minutes some thoughts and then we have the panel dave and pat bilbra jesse wilde and john noble and they're free to agree or disagree or add or comment along the theme of the changing landscape of church. So this is mostly taken from my journal, which is where I get most of my prophetic words. I, I pray and I wait and I write and then words emerge. So this theme is around the, the changing landscape of church in this time. Church, what is it? Well, it's a gathered people. Some might say it's a place of worship or a place to worship, where there's teaching, equipping, sending. And here we are in January, in the time of year when prophecies abound. Not so much this year, I notice. So prophetic is a seeing gift. But I just like to, to say it doesn't just mean seeing into the future. 
It's also about seeing what's going on now and understanding it and communicating it to others who perhaps don't see it. You know, Jesus spent most of his time seeing what the Father was doing in the now in heaven, but it was not yet on earth. So as he moved with what he saw the Father doing, he, if you like, he was prophetically living what he saw in heaven and earth changed as a result. And to me, that's an important element of prophecy that we see what God is doing now and we declare it. And something about the declaring it provokes faith in others to see and run with what the Lord is doing today. You know, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So if we're led, there's someone ahead that we have to follow. You know, sometimes in the prophetic, it can be almost like people want to run ahead and, and know what's going to happen in the next five years, the plan, etc. That's not how prophetic is meant to operate. It operates in the church and we are living prophecies we are living declarations of the will of god and the goodness of god in the way that we live our lives together you know john the baptist proclaimed who jesus was in the now but also prophesied who he would be uh, to us and the nation of israel in the future so we prophesy out of what is not yet seen on earth but which is already seen in heaven we prophesy to dry bones until they become what the Lord has destined them to be. You know, Ezekiel saw dry bones, but heaven saw a mighty army. God's will came to earth when Ezekiel started prophesying stage by stage the will of God until it became on earth what it already is in heaven. That's when we pray the Lord's prayer. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How is it done? Because we hear and we respond and we act on what the Lord is saying now, in the past, and for the future. God's will on earth is still for a mighty army. And as we see from heaven's perspective by the Spirit of God, we call forth that which is not and cause faith to rise in others. So back to the church. Among other things, the church is a community with its own cultures and context within the culture and context on the earth, wherever we live. And how we are together depends on our specific culture and context. You know, on here today, there are people from America and Ireland and Shetland and up north and down south and east end of London and, and all points, north, south, east and west. Each of those places has a culture and a context within which we operate. And then we have our uh, church, if you like, denominations, theology, things like that. But we're all one together. We're all community together. And I believe the Lord is speaking into the culture and context of the church, particularly the Western church right now, which has mostly been seen, if you like, by the world through meetings in buildings, often with a focus on a platform or a performance. And yet the culture and context has changed over the last year like we couldn't have imagined. And the good thing is that we as the people of God don't have to fear change because he always changes us from glory to glory. And the way he works on earth is through a people who first of all love him and then do his will. Isaiah 9 says his government is always increasing, which means change is always with us. So as we respond to his revealed will, his, our behaviour will change and that affects how we do things. But also, if you know anything about culture, language and culture go closely together. 
And our language reflects the culture that we're in today and the values that we have today in the body of Christ. And the Lord spoke to me just a few days ago and he said, we're coming into a time when my people will start moving from me language to we language. Be less about me and more about we as we embrace his heart for unity and oneness with one another. A people who love one another in the way he loves. When that starts to happen, our communication will move more from monologue to dialogue. Malachi 3.16, those who feared the Lord talk together. It'll be much more about corporate discussing and reasoning together with the Lord and hearing the Lord corporately rather than having one person, the prophetic voice, and then people just wait for that to happen. You know, that was never God's plan. God's plan was always that he had eight people corporate who heard him corporately and responded corporately. He looks at the corporate. So we're going to increasingly realize that we are more corporate than we are individual. And we're going to embrace that in our actions. Living as a we people and an us people as a sign to the world. Dialogue will increase and monologue decrease. That's not to say we don't need teachers and preachers or prophets, but they will be within this changing culture. And leadership will also have to change and be more corporate than community focus. At the beginning of each year, people look to the prophets for the word, which is mainly about the future. And the Lord certainly does give prophetic revelation at times, but whatever word he reveals, it's always to transform the people and places in line with his purposes. A prophetic word without transformation is fruitless. And the first transformation, of course, is always in us. You are the one that must change. I am the one that must change. And we change by laying down our agendas, our preferences, our conveniences, and say yes to the Lord and keep saying yes, as Ezekiel did. Keep saying yes to the dry bone, to the sinew, to the flesh, to the breath until we stand up and live in the outworked word over our life. At the beginning of 2020, the Lord gave me an odd word, which I shared with some of you. And it said, you are going to be asking questions, but I won't give you the answers. I will provoke you to more questions, to the point where you'll stop asking and be still, ready to be led by me, walking in faith and not your sight. Last year was a year of coming out of a land, out of an old culture and a context of 2019 into the in-between stage, not yet knowing where we'll be going. And just like Abraham and Sarah, it is into the unknown, a faith step, a costly step. We must lay our questions down and be at rest, knowing he will lead us in paths of righteousness. I wonder how many paths I've been down that were not his paths, my self-effort. We think we have an idea of how love is, our life is meant to be, how church is meant to be, but we need to recognise the cultural change that's happening right now and let the Lord strip us back to complete dependence on him. So what do I see the Lord doing now? I see him humbling us, gathering us to himself and to one another. Worship communities are already growing all over the world people who give themselves to 24-7 worship or similar. Prayer communities are growing all over the world. People are meeting in different ways and combinations of groupings, even across denominations. Signs are there to be seen if we have eyes to see that much more is happening behind our backs. In 2020, the year started with excitement, 
vision prophecies about 2020 vision and certainty in the good things of God which were coming. But now many of those things have come to the end of their time and season. We must maintain our friendships and relationships, but the Lord is doing a new thing. And some of the old, which was good and fruitful, may not be fit for purpose in the new land. Shifts in connections are taking place with new connections and reconnections, sometimes with people from years or decades back. We may have thought the season for those relationships was over. We might not have seen some of these people for 20 years, but the Lord has not yet finished what he started. You may be surprised how many people are coming back into your life or how suddenly you have new connections and heart relationships which very quickly bond. Equally, there may be some relationships from last year which will be less prominent in the future and need to be held lightly while you bless and release them. There may also be some ministry or activity which was fruitful in the past, but which is not fit for purpose in the new season. It is just a case of different paths, but the paths of the Lord are always good ones. They're always paths of righteousness where his people walk in his will. The Lord says, my people have been crying out to me to bring change and I am answering their cry, but do they perceive the answer? There are things that came to an end in 2020. We must recognize what they are, acknowledge and give thanks for them, but don't hang around the gravestones. It's time to move on. What do you see is happening? And what should our response be to get in line with what the Lord is doing? So my friends now are gonna share some of their thoughts. Thank you guys. So welcome Jesse, John Noble, Dave Bilber and Pat Bilber. They're gonna run in whatever direction they want. So who'd like to start? John Noble needs to unmute himself. Yeah, just about there. <laughs> Thank you. I just thought uh, it'd be good to say to you, Chris, um, that sometimes panels need chairmen either to stimulate them or to tell them to shut up. So do feel free to interrupt, won't you? And uh, um, that would be really, really helpful. And um, it's it's a real privilege to be here anyway. So thanks for that. And it was a great talk. Thank you. A short but snappy, really brilliant. Thank you. Yes, so you've been sharing some thoughts as well, haven't you, on where the church is? <laughs> it's, it's very true. I think, um, I think you, you, you said some wonderful things just a moment ago and, and I was making notes as you were writing kind of there were so many things so many gems that you were kind of pulling out there but but the one thing that really struck with me um just then was you you said a phrase we are living prophecies in the way that we live together and um one of the one of the verses that God's been really speaking to me about in the last oh gosh little while now I'm going to pitch for about six months it's been a, it's been a while is is that really it's that really well-known verse. I mean, I grew up on it at, at Sunday school. We used to have to sing it. So it's like it goes right around in my head of, um, by this all men shall know that you are my disciples, that you love one another as I have loved you. And in the song, when I sang it at Sunday school, there was a whole little rap in the, in the back end of like, which goes on to, you know, tell the whole verse and the next verse and all the rest of it. But I think there is something really, really key in this time, particularly when um, we can't meet together as we have done to remember that church is in so many ways, it's really simple. It is to love God and it's to love each other. And actually, as we love each other in whatever form that takes, whether it's via Zoom or WhatsApp or dropping care packages on each other's doorsteps, there is there is a simpleness around church that's not to be 
um, it's not to make it simplistic, but there is a simpleness about it that is, we've just got to love one another. We really, we really have to not forget that that is at its core. We love God and we love each other. Brilliant. I think that's fantastic. Actually, I made a couple of notes and that's exactly where I was going to start. Um, <laughs> Dave Bilber will know that my passion has been church. I feel the Lord called me to church and uh, uh, he told me that I would remove mountains. And um, I tried, very young Christian, just heard about miracles. So I thought I'd experiment and I went out and tried to move a mountain. But actually, <laughs> it didn't work. I, I cried out Pentecostally, thus saith the Lord, be thou removed. But it just didn't move. And so I went back to God and, and asked him, and he took me to Zechariah. And he explained that actually the mountains were the things which hold back the building of the house of the Lord. And we need to remove those things. The formal things we do, the inappropriate things we do in church, the way we get stuck into church. So I was going to say that relationships are at the heart of church. First, the relationship with Jesus, then the relationships with one another, and then a relationship with the devil in the sense that we know because of our relationship with Jesus and because of our relationship with one another, we know where the devil's place should be. And so together we resist the devil and we see God's kingdom coming in. So that was my sort of starting point, and you've skipped it off for me. Great, brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to say too, Chris, that um, I really enjoyed what you had to say. Yeah. And um, what I was thinking as you were, as you were speaking, I was thinking you, you said one of the things, well, what has changed? Has anything changed? And I was thinking about what has changed, particularly in what, what we've been doing. And... Um, God opened up, as you know, but many people don't, um, the fact that we should sing from our own home, worship from our own home and invite people in to mm. that. And that, that's been so different because usually we go, people invite us to their churches and we go out there. But this time we've been in our own home and we've been able to invite people in on that. And that's been a very wonderful thing because it's like a, new communities have been formed through it all. And I'm sure many of you that I'm looking at all your faces as well, that I, I bet that there's been some new communities forming amongst you as well because of just what's happened. And I'm really looking forward to hearing about that later on. So that's one of the new things that's happened, but also um, Jesse, you were talking about, um, I think you talked about care, well this is what came to me as you spoke, about caring and for each other. And I think there's been so much more care and compassion around, um, just because we've needed to. It's draw been drawn out of us, God has drawn it out of us, whether it's been through family, friends being ill, our neighbours, we've had our next door neighbours have been ill with the virus. Um, on our homespun, which is what we called our gathering together, our worship thing together. Some people, many have had bereavements in their families. People that we didn't know, but God has brought us closer together. Mm. And he's been able to allow us as a community to show compassion to each other. So. Yeah. So I think um, uh, what Jesse was saying about love, uh, you know, this thing about Obviously, the landscape has changed dramatically in the last year and things have, have been shaken. Uh, and I think, 
you know, obviously there's been the negative side of that, but there is the really positive side that uh, different values have come forth. Um, simplicity, like Pat was saying, uh, practical things. I think from my standpoint, obviously I'm speaking from a worship standpoint, I can see how uh, easy it has been for people to get their fix of worship in the, in the big gathering and they're not able to do that over this year. And my kind of uh, hope is that we don't just go back to things as they were when we do get back on an even keel, but we move forward with some of this simplicity and some of the organic nature of what we are called to be, particularly when it comes to the worship, because a whole industry has come up about yeah. worship. And mm. it started as a very grassroots mm. thing. It started out people connecting together, but it's become, you know, a, a, the big publishing houses. And, uh, you know, I've been part of that. And 40 years I've, been, I've traveled that road. But I know that, that our form of worship in this season has changed dramatically. It's been simple songs. It's been connecting together over Zoom. I mean, Zoom, uh, for goodness sake, uh, has, has changed. What would we do in church if there wasn't if there wasn't Zoom when it came to meeting together? I mean, it has changed dramatically everything. Yeah. And I think it, it, it's it's been a template for us to get back to the simplicity. Uh, this has been a season of serving others, hasn't it? Mm. Um, and I think our values, what we mean by worship, has shifted from the big gathering to the simple gathering together and the serving of one another. So lean and agile, that's what I, <laughs> that's the word. I did re respond to that, Dave, because, I mean, we go back a long way and I have maintained that one of the reasons that the worship in those very early days of our movement was so uh, intense and so blessed and went around the world, even when we were little nobodies, you know, mm. so people in the front room and our songs being sung all, all mm. over the world, was, and you know this, because that the worship leaders and the ministries, the prophets, listened to one another yeah. mm. and wrote their songs out of that. Yes. Iron sharpens yeah. iron. Yeah, Absolutely. And I, I've seen that in these days, uh, worship can become commercial. So mm. which is the song that will do the best? And it's a song that says you're going to be blessed and you're going to be healed and you're going to... Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that in one sense. But actually, you know, a lot of the books are the same. Which are the books that sell? The ones that bless us and do us good but actually really what we need to do is hear as chris said what god is saying mm. that needs to be communicated both mm. through ministry through song through prophecy through worship that whole spirit needs to pervade the church mm. and i think that's something we've lost yeah and writing a book is it's not always writing the popular book but the book that needs to be heard mm. i remember reading an anglican guy's book i think his name was roland allen who prophesied through his book, he was Anglican, uh, uh, and he pro prophesied through his book that what he was saying wouldn't be understood for 50 years. Mm. And he talked about the kind of ministry that God wanted in the church to produce a church that would function in a way that he wanted it to function. Mm. And uh, that, I've never, never forgotten that. I think it's very important. Mm. It's, it's very interesting, um, this, this kind of season that we're in, this... Um, very strange COVID season that's caused so much heartache and so much pain. The, in it, there's also been 
a sort of strange opportunity actually mm -hmm. I, I don't know whether you've seen that same thing but um you know all the prophecies around a perfect vision of 2020 and we're going to see clearly actually in many ways although it's not been anything like I could have possibly imagined there, there has been a clarity of vision in terms of exposing some of the fears by which we live and some of the kind of you know those the, the sort of religious spirits and the um, religiosity by which so many of us can live our faith that those kind of rules and regulations and oh we get it because we go to church we get yeah. because we go to the physical building we get x y and z we get our faith hit hmm. in whatever way it is and and i think it's really interesting having to embrace this change and this season as opportunity to kind of as you say revert back to what is it that makes our faith what is it that really makes yeah. us the body of christ and makes church and yeah. i just think it's it's a fascinating season so much heartache but it really is mm. there's also so much opportunity in it well people are talking about they some people i've heard are calling it app uh app what's the word apple <laughs> In Revelation, apple. Come on, help us. I can't say it. Apocalyptic. Yes, yes, apocalyptic. Apocalyptic, and and that word means you know to reveal, and I think uh, it's a time of revealing what is really there. Uh, you know, not just the big fix from the big meeting, but what is really going on. Um, interesting times. Absolutely. Mm. I think I come back to that word simple. Um, if it's complicated, you can't do it. Yeah. Um, so it has to be simple. And I'd link that to the word anointing. You know, if we're talking about relationships, they come as a result of an anointing that God has anointed us to be together and to be his people. And uh, I, I, I believe, I, I'm very strong on ministry. I believe that ministry is vital for the growth and health of the church. And Jesus, we know, appointed his, his apostles, his prophets, his pastors, his teachers. He started the church by an anointing, which he had, and he passed on to those who were to lead and direct the church. Now, their responsibility was not to focus on their ministry, yeah. but to focus on getting that anointing onto yeah. the church yeah. so that the church becomes That's the right. apostle the church becomes the prophet in the community yeah. the pastor the evangelist the teacher and the church is actually changing the community so we don't build churches i mean buildings are useful to to to, to go in but we actually build communities that function the way god wants them to function so that means education it means art it means building homes it means everything we do should come out of our understanding of what church is and what god wants it to be if we're business people, you know, whatever we are, we should be seeing that as our opportunity to function and be church. Now, we've held that view for a long time, but the danger is we keep getting sucked back into maintaining a meeting or maintaining a system or preparing for something that we, we've got in our diaries. <laughs> and we mm. don't get back to the simplicity of actually living and yeah. doing what God's mm. really called us to do. Mm. Hallelujah. Great. Amen. Yeah. Great, John. Very good. So, Pat, would you just pray for us? Yeah. Well, Father, I really thank you for this time. I'm keeping my eyes open and looking at all the people that I can see in front of me. 
and I thank you for each one of them. Mm. And I thank you that we are all in this together, that none of us are up here or down here, but we're all together. And Dave spoke about and or sang about an army of ordinary people. Mm. And I read today um, that the Holy Spirit gives mighty power, love and self-control, and God has dismantled death, obliterating all its effects on our lives so we can be strong. And so I want to pray a blessing over each one of us, me included. Dear Lord, bless us with your strength. Bless us with your courage that you can take us out into this world where we belong, where we should be. And we just have to live the lives that you've given us, whether we're teachers or doctors or um, road sweepers or whatever we are, Lord. You've made us special. Everyone is special. Everyone is part of your army. And I really bless every one of us here today with your strength and your courage mm. and with excitement to go into this new day together. Together, Lord. Bind us together with love. Mm. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pam. Amen. So, John, I know you've got uh, something you want to share uh, and a book or a couple of books to talk about. Yes. Uh, before we finish this part of the meeting, over to you. Thank you very much. I did ask permission, but um, my book, The Shaking, which has been out for some years now, if you haven't seen it, I'd like to offer you a copy because it addresses the subject we've been talking about today. It's a bit of a tome, but I hope it's eminently readable. Uh, I don't want any money for it at all. You can have it totally free. If when you get it, you feel you'd like to make a donation, I have another book uh, which I'm helping someone, one of Christine's disciples, a girl called Laura, uh, to publish. She has a publisher, but it's going to be a joint publication, so she has to raise her half of the money. And so we've opened up a site on Just Giving, and the book is called Wildfire. And I guess if you go on to Just Giving, and press on wildfire. You can read a synopsis of the book and also see some of her paintings. She's an artist. She was a girl who has fought mental illness uh, all her life. She's been in ministry, both here in the UK and uh, overseas. She was in Sri Lanka during, or just shortly after the tsunami, uh, going to the prisons and doing all sorts of stuff. She's an amazing woman, but she has struggled with this mental illness. She's now a mental care worker and so she has professional understanding, and the book is absolutely amazing, I can assure you. But we're looking for a few donations, small or large, to get this book off the ground. And if you do like my book, which you can have totally free, you don't have to make a donation, but if you do like it and you'd like to, then you get on the Just Giving site. If you give your address to Christine or tell her you'd like the book, she will contact me and I will send it into the post to you. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, John. <laughs> yeah, and so thank you, Lord, for John. The father of, of our 40 plus years of, of navigating church. So, Lord, we thank you for the, the gift he mm. and his wife, Christine, were to us, to Dave and Pat. Uh, and we carry that pioneering anointing mm. today, Lord. And whatever age we are, for everyone yes, watching here, Lord, I just pray for that pioneering anointing, whatever age we are, that we won't slow down. We'll press in. We'll be Caleb's pressing in to the land. Amen. Mm. So thank you all for being with us.
in this part. We're now going to go into breakout groups in a minute. 